Hello, brothers and sisters. Pastor Jason here. This will be episode number three and should be the last episode on depression. And I want to talk to you a little bit on this episode just about simply steps for overcoming depression. I want to recap just for a minute or so about the last stuff even because I want to really get that down into your spirit because maybe it's not just you that's depressed. Maybe you aren't depressed, but you want to help other people through depression. And one of the first things that comes to my mind is lie-based thinking. And that's really an idea that I believed lies because of abuse or trauma that I've received in my life. And so I don't want to have lie-based thinking. And at some of the time, I'll probably do an episode just on lie-based thinking. But that's basically that we are perceptions in life. Say as a young individual, we were abused, we were hurt, we were traumatized. So we come to a belief system through our perceptions to believe a lie about ourselves, that we were bad, that we're no good, that there's no hope, that other people are dangerous and those kind of things. But we want to be real sure that we don't have that kind of thinking. And a lot of times if we have those kinds of thoughts and we have that lie-based thinking, a real easy way to tell if you're triggered. A trigger is basically when someone says something to you that should not necessarily deserve a very harsh response or a very emotional response, but for some reason someone does something small, but you're triggered. So for instance, if someone says something, you know, hey, you know, I really don't like that about you, you know, you need to work on that, and you break down and crying, or maybe you don't, but you break down at that time, but you go home and you spend days and days thinking about that. How could that person have harmed me when they were just trying to give you some respectful criticism? Or maybe whenever the person you're dating, the person you're married to doesn't give you the time that you need maybe to hold your hand or give you a kiss goodbye and you know you get upset and you get angry and you cry the situation does not line up with how the normal response could be and I know normal is a relative term but that's really what a trigger is you know a wife says something to a husband and he starts screaming all of a sudden when she was just trying to make a suggestion then that could mean there's some lie-based thinking that could mean that the Holy Spirit needs to heal you from some things that you been in your past. So we want to make sure and go back into that past and pray and seek God to be able to heal us from some of those things. Be so very careful that depression isn't caused from this belief system that we've gained that, you know, we're just going to continue in. And we've we've talked about that a lot, but we want to be careful that we're just not going to continue in sin that grace may abound. But think about this, the idea that maybe it's not a sin like uh, that you're thinking of. Maybe even it's the sin not dealing with your daily Bible reading. Those things are important because sometimes it's not the huge sins that really discourage us. It's those little nagging things like we need to be in the scripture daily. We need to be having some prayer time with the Lord. I've heard people say, well, I'm so depressed. I don't want to do those things. Well, that's why you need to do them that much more. And really, you need to kind of bring that before the Lord and that selfishness and that idea to think that you're going to be able to come out of this without God. The devil tries to deceive to make us think we're trying when sometimes we're really not. You know, I've had a word from the Lord before that says, you know, you need to be healed from this. You need to be delivered from this. And it wasn't that God was trying to punish me, but it was God was trying to correct me or trying to help me. And sometimes when God will speak to us through worship or through prayer or that little impression and we feel it, sometimes we'll feel bad if we're corrected because we see correction as something that's punishment. But really, not all correction should be viewed as punishment. Discipline just corrects you as you go. Punishment's pain for your past. And when God speaks to us and the Word of God says something, to us. We need to do better. It's not for punishment. Jesus took our punishment on the cross, but it's for correction. But some of these steps I want to talk about, first of all, that every person that works
works with people with depression. If you've had it and you've went to a counselor, you've heard this. Your diet's so important. Your sleep is so important. When Elijah was discouraged and depressed, remember what I said on the, I believe it was the first episode, that the angel of the Lord fed him. He was so discouraged he hadn't eaten. So, you know, eating and nourishment's important. And what are you eating, you know? Are you eating a lot of sugar and you got these real highs and then, you know, the higher you go, the lower you go? But are you eating balanced food or are you just going on these sugar highs and that's the only time you got energy to do anything and then you crash? That's important. Our nourishment, you know, and our sleep, you know, if we're not able to get sleep, we need to take some kind of medicine, you know, temporarily, if you will. But we need to do something. There's natural things. There's melatonin you can use for sleep. We have to get our sleep right. And that's very important in exercise. We know all the benefits of exercise, but start small. I know you can't just start sleeping and eating and exercising and doing everything today. Start with 10 minutes of reading your Bible. Start with drinking more water every day. Start with cutting some of the fatty foods out. The body is so connected to the soul and the emotions that we can't take garbage in and eat garbage and expect to feel good. Sometimes our very fuel we're intaking is really destroying us and making us feel bad. You know, if we eat donuts every day, all day, we're not going to feel good. Donuts don't make me feel good to eat them. Feels good for a little while. After about 15 minutes, I feel horrible. And as we get older, that's a real thing. As our bodies begin to change and digest food differently, how's your medication? Are you taking that correctly? You need to kind of challenge yourself to reevaluate your circumstance from God's point of view. You know, I was reading and Dr. Reiner wrote a wonderful book. You can find that on Amazon. It's called Transformation. He has just steps. Basically, it's page 200. He just has seven steps here. So a lot of what I'm talking about, I want to bring out of this. And you must rekindle your faith and hope in God's ability to work everything out for good. You know, Romans chapter eight, all things work for the good for those who love God according to his purpose. I suggest that you memorize that scripture. Hide the word of God in your heart that you may not sin against the Lord. Reiner also mentions, you know, you must realize that God loves you and not limited by the messages or the circumstances in your life. God is not limited to a certain way of working. God's not limited to a person that's been depressed for 10 years and battled to be able to deliver them and rekindle that hope. The apostle Paul said, I think myself happy. You know, how are you thinking about your situation? Are you viewing it as hopeless? Do you need faith? You know, faith is a gift of God. Turn to God and ask God to help you. You must obtain new vision. Someone just called me today and said, you know, I've got a new vision. And you know, without the vision, the people perish. We need a vision. We need to pray, God, what's my vision? Your vision should go past what you have for you. Okay. That's knowing if the vision is right. If it's just a vision of something you're going to do, that's okay to have hope in that. My vision needs to include other people. How am I going to take what God's taught me and to teach other people? Do you know one of the easiest ways it is for me to retain information is if I study it because I want to tell you or because I want to disciple someone or because I want to preach a sermon? That's one of the easiest ways for me to be able to study because, see, then I have a reason to retain that information and see it's like God gives it to me and then I'm able to share it with you. That's real vision that you share it with others. Our vision should not only be limited to us, but maybe our children and our grandchildren. You know, we're building this heritage. Some of us has messed up 15, 20 years, but you know what? Praise God. We still have breath in our body. That gives me hope inside. And don't forget, a lot of the reasons sometimes there's depression 
depression is, you know, there's been studies that says after most major heart surgeries that people become depressed. You would think that that would mean people were the happiest when they begin to be, you know, the doctors allowed them to breathe better, their blood to be able to circulate better, to be able to have more energy. But sometimes it's surgery. It's just something about that trauma going through it. And then people find themselves depressed. And also remember Elijah. Elijah ran to the cave without his servant. Angel of the Lord met him. And when he ran to the cave, it was after something God had done something great in his life. Elijah had called fire down from heaven through the power of God and God had consumed the sacrifices and they destroyed the prophets of Baal. And it was a great feat in his life. Be careful if something great's happened or maybe you can track it back and see, hey, that's true. There's several different reasons, but one of the reasons is we're kind of hoping to have that high again and hoping to have that great feat again. And sometimes some miracles are once in a lifetime miracles and some miracles are twice in a lifetime miracles. But then sometimes God just wants us to do something different or calls us to a different ministry or other things to find that vision. But friends, I hope this has been good to you. I know it's basic, but I thought it was so important for some basic steps. And I encourage you, get into the Word of God. Get into the presence of God. And when we pray, when we seek God, when we're in worship, fill your mind with worship songs and sermons. And I mean, there's so much free stuff, so many free podcasts, so many free YouTube videos. Reach out to that community. Reach out to them and pray and seek God and seek His presence. Because when we come in contact with the presence of God, it's like it charges our battery. I like to say we walk around with love tanks and they're either full or empty. If they're empty, then we need God to fill them back up. I tell people that sometimes it's like we lose our worship. We lose the presence of God. It's just through life circumstances. Things happen through busyness. Let's get our worship back. Let's spend some time fasting and praying and seeking God to get his presence back. And why do we do that? To fill us up. And then what do we get to do? Turn around and share that back with other people. I'm afraid our church culture in the United States is now kind of turning on a dime to where now we go to church to be able to be entertained and to be able to just be filled up. But see, there's a place in our spiritual walk with true spiritual growth. We need to be able to overcome this idea of consuming. And it's a, that's a depressing thing to think, I just keep getting spiritually fatter, keep getting spiritually fatter. Well, God's not in that. God fills us up so we can share. Do you see the vision? Now I'm filling up so I can share to others. See, that's why the dead sees the dead sea because there's no outlet. There's no outlet. So it just builds up salt. It gets saltier and saltier and saltier. You can't even sink to the bottom. No matter how hard you try, you just float back up to the top because all the water that's running in, there is fresh water running in through the Jordan River, but there's no outlet. So it just sits there and evaporates and dries. And we're just a conduit for using the things of God. We're a conduit. That's vision, folks. Friends, I hope it's been good. Until next time, God bless you. Have a wonderful week.